Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. More predictions, more deep dives into the 2023 rookie classes here on the Prospects and Props podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner back with you here once again on the show. We continue our evaluation of rookie of the year candidates for all 32 teams. The AFC North, where we have our focus here today, Jamie, and I think we are starting to peel back the onion. That first layer of the onion, the, the AFC and NFC East, didn't have a lot for us. This next layer, the yeah. North, AFC North, NFC North, I think the onion's getting a little bit better. That That's that's the analogy like, you went with, huh? You like that analogy, though. Yeah, that's what happens. You, you like that analogy because you're like, hmm, it's pretty good because the, the, the base layer of the onion you don't really use. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to leave. Just let, I'm gonna let, leave. let the users process yeah. the, the this onion reference, Chris. I'll, I'll leave all the awkward pause you want in here, man. Whatever you want. It to I mean, you're the host. Aren't you going to start this no, off? Aren't you going no, to tell, want... tell the people the division we're talking about? Aren't you going to tell them that the Cincinnati Bengals won this division last year? And you're going to start talking about the draft class. And I'm going to interrupt you before you finish and then start talking about my point as I usually end up doing. Uh, or are we just going to sit here in silence? I will say I like how we have a routine for how this show works out. And we're less than 30 episodes into doing a show together again. We already have a routine and a formula in which it, always, it plays out every single time. T- to be fair, we've done how many shows together, though? It, like I, not. So <laughs> it's a lot. I, I know this is a new endeavor and it's prospects and props. and It's got a shiny new graphic and everything. But like we, we still carried over the trends from the hundreds of shows we've already done before. Uh, you mentioned it. The Cincinnati Bengals won this division a year ago, 12-4, first place in the AFC North. I won't do the entire draft recap because we've already done that. And by the way, go listen to the AFC North draft class recap if you haven't gotten a chance to do so. We are just looking at this from the lens of 2023, the roles for these players, and who can emerge as a Rookie of the Year candidate for this team. And Jamie, this is one of the few teams so far that we've had where I think there's an answer for both sides of the ball. Yeah, and uh, Chris, I know you want to start with offense, so let's talk about Chase Brown. Um, and I know that's going to be the name that that you look at right now. And and let's be honest, the the Bengals have a complicated situation that they're going to have to manage to work out here uh, in their backfield. We don't know what Joe Mixon's long term future is in Cincinnati. We don't really necessarily even know what his short term future in Cincinnati is right now. They took a, they spent a fifth round pick on, on Chase Brown, but. They've got a couple other guys in the mix there. Uh, Travion Williams is somebody that the coaching staff has spoken highly of this offseason. They spent a sixth-round pick on him in 2019. Uh, Chris Evans, who they've brought in, they've used mostly on special teams, was a sixth-round pick in two years ago. But uh, if you're looking for an opportunity, whether it's because of a post-June 1 cut or something more comes out of the, let's just call them situations, that Joe Mixon has found himself in this past offseason – you're talking about having a key contributor at the running back position on an elite offense. That's really intriguing. So you look at this situation, and I have the numbers here for you because I've done a deep dive on this. If they were to cut Joe Mixon post-June 1, so in two yeah. weeks from now, if they were to cut him, 2.7 in dead money, but they would save $10 million against the cap, and we know how the NFL cap system works. They're flush with cap space. They've got $14.9 million in cap space right now, but you've got a Joe Burrow extension coming around the corner. You have to figure out what you're going to do with this group of wide receivers, who you're going to pay, mm-hmm. if you're going to pay one, two, or all three of them, right? Having that extra cash that 
you can then roll over into the following year's cap when you're doing these extensions is a pretty nice luxury to have when you're in a Super Bowl window. And you certainly think the Cincinnati Bengals would want that. So it's advantageous for them to do so. That's not, they were discussing moving on from Joe Mixon before, I'll use your term, these situations <laughs> developed. Yeah. Right? They, we were already having. Yeah, this didn't come out of nowhere. Right. We were already discussing the idea of them moving on from Joe Mixon. Then you have the off the field stuff. You have the fact that I know it's a fifth round pick, but Chase Brown's talented enough to be a starting running back right away. It's not a huge learning curve. He can step into that, that team and be successful. And Jamie, I think the odds on this are really, really good. Chase Brown's plus 4,000 to be the rookie of the year on offense. 40 to 1. So, yeah, I mean, that that is we've talked about some of the 40 to 1 guys before that we didn't like as much. This is an interesting value. And, and yes, you have to kind of work your way into some other things have to happen. And not all of them are necessarily football related. But, but oh, we both have this opportunity. Do we have this. OK, my the but for me is you have to get this price now. Because the moment they cut Joe Mixon. Oh, sure. This, this, price, this, this you're not going to get a better price. Halves? It halves, at least. It's 20 to 1 if they cut Joe Mixon, right? Like, you lose 50% of the value on this and right off the top. Oh, I think it's more than that. Think it's more? Jameer Gibbs is plus 900, Jamie. We're going to get to him tomorrow, but... I mean, he's probably yeah. he's probably right in that bucket. 12 to 1? 14 to 1? I mean, I'd much rather have Gibbs. Even in that situation, I'd probably rather have Gibbs at 9 well, to 1 than... You know, I'm placing it a ground at nine to one. Jordan Addison, sure. 16, Jordan Addison, sixteen to one. We'll we'll talk about that tomorrow. Well, I have thoughts on the NFC North tomorrow. I don't want I don't want to do the show before the show because literally. But yes, Chase, Chase Brown is the literal definition of like, hey, go go take a flyer, put five bucks. You you got a free bet somewhere? You're sitting on a five dollar, ten dollar free bet there's, somewhere there's that. A guy. You, it's a great option to kind of throw in there because, again, we've talked about talent levels and all the other stuff, but situation matters. And again, it's not clear cut it's a little fuzzy but there is a path for him to get that role and you want to talk about a great situation to be in overall even if he's splitting carries with Travion Williams it is is a fantastic situation for a young running back it's an offense that's going to put up points they're going to want balance they're going to need mm-hmm. somebody to carry the workload and so there's going to be a lot of statistics that you can put up and put yourself in a position to be there at the end is he one of the top five options at the position or you know in the award no i don't think so but you no. want a guy from a value perspective at 40 to 1 right now trust me joe mixon gets cut that number's changing very very dramatically in my opinion that that Correct. the odds on that are going to shift Correct. Um, defensively there are two names now i will say these aren't clear cases here. These are not clear-cut, no. slam-dunk. We like these, but you have to talk about Miles Murphy because he's going to be in this pass rush rotation, and I think we can discuss DJ Turner. The problem that I have with both of these guys, Jamie, is I don't think they're going to be immediate starters. Miles Murphy's going to be in a rotation with Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson, and we know Trey yeah. Hendrickson has been an absolute uh, underrated elite pass rusher over the last couple of seasons. Hubbard is good as well. So yep. is there a immediate right away you're going to have as much productivity? I don't know. And with DJ Turner, Chidobia Wuzier, Cam Taylor Britt are probably slotted in as the two starting corners. So, again, another rotation aspect there. So, I like these guys. I think that they're going to be on the field and be able, they're at, they're at positions where you can be productive. I just yeah. don't know, I don't necessarily see the most immediate path for them to be major contributors. Yeah, and that's my concern, too, because even when you talk about Miles Murphy with, with, with Hubbard and Hendrickson in the room, Cam Sample and Joseph Asai are also in that room. And I, I know those aren't the same caliber, but those are capable players in their own right and players that were uh, top 120 picks as well. 
the thing is here, and again, I, I'm not going to feel great about anybody here. I, I would take a shot on Murphy over Turner just because I think you can make more of an impact, particularly on the stat sheet as a rotational pass rusher than you can as a rotational corner. Um, because I do fully expect Cam Taylor, Britt, and Chidobi Awuze to be the the full-time starters with Dax Hill mixing in safety, nickel uh, mm-hmm. in different areas. So I, I guess in that case, we might need to throw another name in here. I don't Jordan think Battle. it's going to happen, but Jordan Battle could, could see. I mean, I would not be surprised if Jordan Battle and DJ Turner have similar snap counts. Um, again, I won't say that's what I'm predicting, but I said I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. So if I had to pick one here, it's Miles Murphy, because again, a rotational pass rusher has at least a, a better chance of putting up splash numbers on a good team, on a team that's going to be playing in a lot of primetime games. So he's got that opportunity a little bit more. Uh, but for Cincinnati, I feel like more of, I just love this draft. I'm a football perspective mm-hmm. for them. We're probably not going to get anybody because they are so good. They're probably not going to get anybody that is going to light the world on fire in year one because they've got guys in starting positions. They don't need to rely on these young guys, but they will be rolled in and uh, I think they will have a lot of success. Both Miles Murphy and DJ Turner do make FanDuel's odds for Rookie of the Year. Do you want to take a swing at figuring out what their odds are currently for both of those players? Uh, I'm going to say Turner's 50 to 1. Okay. 45 to 1. Okay, that's close. And then Miles Murphy, I'll say 40. Miles Murphy, 28 to 1. 28 to 1 to win Rookie mm, of the Year. Okay. Okay. Eh. I, there are some players directly behind him that I like more. I don't want to do the show before the show. There are some yeah, Chris, don't do the show before the show. That we haven't talked about yet that I think would make uh, some sense in that regard. Uh, we move to the Baltimore Ravens. Team All right, now we're, cook- now we're cooking with fire. Well, hold on. Now. On offense, I think we have a conversation. Well, we have a candidate, but are we going to get good value? Two well, separate conversations not. here, right? Because but, uh, but, sure, but I'm also just excited to get somebody that I feel like has a legitimate, like, like, oh, I could see them winning. Okay, let's do it. Like, backwards. we've really, so far that we've done it, I've really only felt that way about Jalen Carter, and I didn't like the value. Okay, let's do it backwards. Let's start here. Where okay. do you think Zay Flowers is? Posi- not uh, number-wise. Give me, like, where you think he ranks, like, player. Is he top um, 10, top 15? So, of all rookie of options. all the rookie options. Um, I say he is going to rank one, two, three, four. Five. I think he's eighth. You're close. Number eight. Zay Flowers, the ninth best odds okay. to win Rookie of the Year. 20 to okay. 1 for Zay Flowers. Okay. 20 to 1. I think that's decent value. Now, so I'm assuming he is ranked third among the receivers? What or if, fourth? What if I told you he ranked fourth among receivers? So that means they have Johnston above him. They do. Johnston and Jordan Addison okay. next on this list at 16 to 1. We'll talk about those guys when we get to them. I would have Zay Flowers third on my list of wide receivers. I would have him above Quentin Johnston. I, I think it is appropriate to have Jordan Addison. I think it's appropriate to have Jackson Smith and Jigba both above him. Um, I do not think just given the situations they're about to enter and the potential options they're going to get, I would not put Johnston ahead of Zay Flowers. I Can I share a hot take? Sure. I think I'd rather Zay Flowers' odds than Jackson Smith and Jigba's. JSN's plus oh, okay, I, okay, I, okay. Well, we're two different conversations. Are you saying you would like the value, or would you rank, or would you have Zay Flowers? Would you set the odds higher? Like, both. I'm not saying would you take twenty to one. Oh, okay, both. Okay, Zay Flowers is going to be the wide receiver one in this offense with a quarterback who's who's one. Is he? Is he? I think right now is he? I, I think he would be the top option over Odell Beckham Jr. and Bateman. Yes, I those, don't think so. Those two guys are not the epitome of health. 
I, I and look that that's going to be his opportunity when if and when those guys get hurt. Um, but I, I mean, I've I don't want to do this before we get into doing this, but I, I happen to do the Ravens um, projections today, and they're not team, final. How did that team come up? Early on in the process, I'm auditing these. By the way, can we announce uh, that to the yeah, world? Yeah, yeah. You have asked me to audit your own projections. I, I'm going alphabetical order. So right now, I've gotten like Arizona, Atlanta, uh, Baltimore, Baltimore, Buffalo, so you Carolina. Went, okay, so got it, got it, got it. yeah, no, I, I just did the, the names. So and again, these will be adjusted. But like, you know, obviously, I, I figured in, you know, Otto Beckham missing four or five games. I figured in Bateman missing three or four games. I figured in some of these things, and I think you're going to have a nice season from him. But here's where I'm at now. And again, these aren't final yet, and I didn't think I was going to reveal any of these, but because I happen to have just done them today, I, I, it's fresh in my mind. You know, I have Zay Flowers, and, and they're down to like two decimal points. But I, I have Zay Flowers at uh, 63.57 catches. So let's just say 64 catches, 720 yards, and three or four touchdowns is what I have for Zay Flowers. That's right not. Now. I don't think that's rookie of the year worthy. That's that line. No, but let's. But I would say to be perfectly honest with you, my projections for those that have followed along before are I'm looking for like 50th. 50th, easy for me to say, percentile projections. I, I, you're not going to catch a breakout or a complete crater uh, in the way I do it. I'm try, I try to find the most likely and I would mm-hmm. say safe option. I, I just um, think what he's I mean, going to have to reach 1,000 yards in order to be in the conversation. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I haven't got to any other rookie receivers yet, so I, I can't uh, – no, I lied. I got Jonathan Mingo as well. But, like, he's not in the conversation for me. But um, I just uh, – I understand the point with JSN. I just think he's better. And I but you to your JSN point, is better? Yeah. I think it's close. And I know you and I disagree on yeah, that. I think it's close. I think it's he's clearly better and I like both guys. You think it's close. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't I mean at 20 to 1 I like the value. Through the magic of editing. Uh <laughs> Something happened. We completely dropped off. I had a, I had a nice. No, no, no. Something didn't happen for you. You just kept going. The show kept going for you. That's true. I kept talking because I was looking at my spreadsheets here, and I, Chris was just gone. And apparently, I was gone on his screen, and and so we had a two minute conversation. So I'm going to try to recap what I said. And I think the last thing you're going to hear was me saying I like the value of Zay Flowers, and one of those reasons was we're going to see a different type of offense in Baltimore with Todd Munkin coming in. He threw a lot more back when he was in the NFL, and we're going to see a little bit of a different Baltimore Ravens team than what we are used to. So I'm excited to see what this Ravens offense can be going forward without Greg Roman, what the upside is for Lamar Jackson, what the upside is for all these other wide receivers, and what the upside is for Zay Flowers. So at 20 to 1, I, I like it. That that That's what I'm going to mark down as a, as a potential bet that I might put in myself. Jamie, what if I told you that the Baltimore Ravens have one player that is on the odds board for defensive rookie of the year. What if I told you? No, it'd be Trent Simpson. It would be Trenton Simpson. You want to try to guess his odds? Hundred to one. Hundred to one. How disrespect? I would. Trenton Simpson demands an apology. Thirty-five to one for Trenton Simpson. Oh, stop it! Trenton Simpson is not going to win. No, 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 no. Thirty-five. Okay, Chris. Chris, where's Trenton Simpson playing on week one? Uh, it's a great. It's a great question. It's a fantastic question because let me pull up the depth chart here just to read some of the names. I like the pick. Don't get me wrong. This is not. I'm not anti Trenton Simpson. I just. I just don't think he's got a, a snowball's chance well, at hell at winning the defensive rookie of the year. Well, they've got Roquan Smith. Yeah, and they have Patrick Queen. Okay. And you know how much of a fan Patrick Queen I am, but they didn't pick up Patrick Queen's fifth year option. So no, but they have said they're trying to resign him still. 
Whether that's smoke or not, he's still going to be on the field. Hold on, hold on. We just traded and gave Roquan Smith an extension. We used a top draft pick on Trenton Simpson. And now, instead of not picking up the fifth-year option, we're going to pay another linebacker? Listen, I love. I, I mean, I, I think love the Ravens. I love what they're doing. I think it's honestly, it's probably just lip service to be like we're not going to piss off the guy that we're playing this year. It but like, be. he's going to play this year. He's good. He's a good. Player. So where's Trent Simpson? How how is Trent Simpson get on the field often enough as a linebacker to win Defensive Player of the Year award? It's not happening. Well, yeah, so they're you're stealing your. They're starting, stealing your money. They're, at star, they're starting linebacker group all the way across is Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, and Tyus Bowser. That's what they got. Okay. Their backups are Malik Harrison, third-round pick in 2020, Trenton Simpson, and Tavius Robinson. Who they also took this year in the fourth. They also took in the fourth. So, yeah, I just I, – I, I, I still I don't think there's a chance. Like, 31 to, 35 to 1 legitimately shocks me because I don't think there's a Clearly, there's a you said 100 to 1. You were incredibly disrespectful. That's, I think I was right. Once again, I was right. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the next team up for us Ooh, to discuss. Okay. And a team that has candidates on both sides of the ball, for sure. T- team that had a great draft. A team that had great draft. I believe one of my top five favorite drafts, I believe. Hold on. I can, I, so do, I can consult the book. I, 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 yeah, go look at your – Chris, I, I will disagree that they have candidates on both sides because I don't think there's any chance Darnell Washington wins – is in the conversation. What if I told, um, What if I told you? What if I told you? Chris, they're not an offensive tackle's not winning this award. I'm, no, I'm looking at the. Shut up! I'm just looking at the odds. Uh, Darnell's on there. Darnell's on there. Well, you said they had odds of characters on both sides, so they do. Darnell Washington, I, I, both sides of offense and defense, dude. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, okay. I, I, I have a very clear one I like on defense that I want to talk about, but I'm trying to figure out which is the the great answer on offense. Darnell Washington. He's got hundred. He's not going to win. He's a hundred to one. He, the disrespect you gave. That's about right. Should, you should have given. That's about right. And I like Darnell Washington, but he's the tight end too. By the way, I'm still searching here in the book. You probably can hear me frantically looking here. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot I what you were looking at. I, I had just Pittsburgh kind of stopped. three on my list of top. That is in the top five, Chris. I can so confirm. So that's good. Three we is three is in the top five. Um, okay, so um, let's talk about defense because there are. Yeah, let's just talk about. Can we just talk about Joey Porter Jr.? Hold on, because I've got a bit of an upset for you. What if I told you there was a second? Pittsburgh Steeler defensive draft pick that makes the odds for defensive rookie of the year. I will I will say the same thing as I said when we did the Cowboys. There is nothing Keanu Benton can do this year that's going to win him that award. 65 to 1 for pick. Keanu Benton. Love the pick, love the fit, great football player, will be a huge help in Pittsburgh, has 0% chance of winning this award. So let's talk about Joey Porter Jr. Okay. My guess is he is 8 to 1. Eight to one, man. Too too much hype. You're buying in too much to Joey Porter Jr. What is he at? He is at. He is in the same. How about this? I'm going to do it this way. This is the. He's in a group of people. This I, is I the, might have my value bet here. This is the group of it. people he is in. Kalijah Kansi, Drew Sanders, Will McDonald, Brian Branch, and Joey Porter Jr. All at twenty five to one. Yeah, they can uh, put the explosive tag. They can fuck right off with oh, that. Oh, that's I, I definitely need to use the explosive tag. Got to bleed tag. that one. No, nah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. It's all right. No, Joey Porter has a much better chance than any of those names you just listed. And again, we've talked about if you listen to all the episodes of the show, we all know what you need to do and all the corners and all the other fun, blah, 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 blah. We all know that. But I will say this. Joey Porter Jr., from a talent perspective, could be the best corner in this class. He didn't always play like it, but he could be that. I am hoping... And I would say I think there's a decent chance that given the fact that he fell out of round one, that there was a little bit of a humbling experience for him and a new chip on his shoulder. 
because because he, he's come from a, guy, a background where he's been the best player on the field a lot of the time. I'm going to bet that the chip on his shoulder and the familiar environment and just watching the videos of his dad and him kind of having that conversation about these all happens for a reason and now you got something to prove. I wouldn't rule this out because he has the talent level to be the best corner in this class. And if he plays with the right attitude and comes in as a humbled rookie ready to learn, he is going to have a big role for this team right away. And he has all the talent in the world to have the ball production and the shutdown receiver production to be in this conversation. So what do you say? 20 to 1? 25 to 1. 25 to 1? That's absolutely somebody that I, I would put a small bet on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's decent value there as well. Um, and as I mentioned, Keanu Benton, 65 to 1, the other Steeler defender uh, that makes this list. The last team that we have to talk about in this division, Jamie, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I mean, they didn't pick till the third round. This makes this this tough. Um, they have a player. They have a player for both sides of the ball. So Yeah, I, I'm sure they put Siaki Aika on there, and I'm going to tell you the same thing. I just said there's nothing Siaki Aika can do to, to win this award. 101, okay. Siaki Aika. Um, Tillman, I like the player. Out, out, no, out. Not right now. capital letters, out. Do me a favor, you, everybody. Allow you, me. I, I cede the time. Take I, away. I'd like the time, please. You and I are in the same wavelength on this. Do so yourself take a favor, away. everybody. Pour yourself a nice cup of tea. You want to pour a nice brew of coffee. Whatever you, whatever your beverage is, right? I've got my Stanley of water here. I'm ready to go. Do yourself a favor and go look at the Cleveland Browns depth chart at the wide receiver position for next season. Amari Cooper, their wide receiver one. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who was very good last year. And, yes. oh, Elijah Moore, the guy they traded a second-round pick. They did a pick swap to be able to get Elijah Moore are their three receivers. And they have David Bell, who's been productive when he's been able to be on the field. And Anthony Schwartz. And Anthony Schwartz. They also got Marquise Goodwin. That doesn't really – I don't know how much we're going to count Marquise Goodwin. But these are all the names of receivers that are going to draw into this offense before Cedric Tillman. Let's compare it to another Tennessee draft prod, uh, product that played wide receiver that we just talked about. All the praise that we heaped onto Jalen Hyatt – because of the opportunity yeah. that he has because of the wide receiver room. It is the complete opposite for Cedric Tillman in Cleveland. I like the player. I like the fit. It feels like a long-term answer for them down the road. But if you are asking me that Cedric Tillman is going to have a major impact and a major role in year one, I cannot physically get there. And so you can take FanDuel. You can take your 50-1 to 1 on Cedric Tillman, and you can keep it. Uninterested. Rant over. I see oh, my time back to the I floor. I can talk now? Okay, cool. Sorry. Uh, that was a, uh, for those watching the video podcast. You got to see a, a, a very, starfire appear. It was a very uh, Bond villain move of you, like having the. Cat yeah, it was. Was, I was. I was doing very, like that. Now yeah. she's gonna rub her face on the computer and knock my camera away. But um, and as you see the tail here in the background. But yes, I agree with you, Chris. Uh, because beyond the fact that Amari Cooper is great, uh, I'm a D DPJ truther. I really liked what year. I saw from him last year, and I'm also an Elijah Moore truther. That's a good point, as you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I think both those guys are really elite options. I love the Tillman pick. I think it's a long-term, really good fit for them. But I don't see him getting those opportunities here uh, in year one to get enough to get this award. So I'm, I'm going to be sitting out uh, this group of, of Cleveland Browns here okay. uh, when it comes to the award. And to be fair, it's not like they picked high. So no, it, picked it, it's high. not really a hot take. No, these the two players that make the list for them are players that were third-round selections. But to me yeah. – I just can't. I can't find my way unless there's an injury. I can't find my Even way so. to Cedric Tillman having a major role in year one. I can't get there. Even so, like it, it's there's enough bodies there now. You know what I mean? Like if they didn't trade for Elijah Moore, you sit there and go, okay, what if something happens to Cooper? Can we? Or what if something happens to DPJ? Can we talk about that trade real quick? We yeah, did, we did a pick swap. Yeah, we traded a two for a three to get yeah. Elijah Moore. 
And yeah. then we took a receiver with the pick that we got in the trade. Yeah. So we took we we used we used one pick and we turned it into two wide receivers. At least they didn't trade up with the Jets to get a kicker. It's true. It's true. They didn't do that. They did not do that. But very very weird uh, that they ended up going in that direction. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it's more so like long term value. Um, I don't know if they expected a guy like Tillman to drop out of the second round because we get him what the eleventh pick of the third round. So that was like seventy four ish. I thought he deserved to go sooner than that, but yes, given the fact, given the day two and day three capital they've invested, either via trade or the actual draft itself on pass catchers the last few years, uh, I was a little surprised. But look, you can never have enough playmakers. Let's be honest. Like if Cedric Tillman's good, they'll find a way to get him on the field. Like you, you know, no, like Cincinnati is going like, oh no, we have three great receivers. Like nobody's upset. Right. So. Hopefully, that's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm, 100%. It really is. Uh, best value, our favorite value here in this division. Uh, you know what mine is. Chase Brown at 40 to yeah, 1. Yeah, it's going to be. It, who at 40 to 1? Chase Brown at 40 to 1. It's my favorite. Oh, oh my wow. Best value. Yeah. Over Zay. Because you, like, you, like, you said do, Zay I, should be up in I the do. 9 to 1, 10 to 1 category, and he's at 20. Right, but. He's there's That's no good value. Move, there's no movement. I, if 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 they cut Joe Mixon, Chase Brown's going well, yeah, well, like sure, 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 to go like fifty. Sure, sure, but but also if they don't cut Joe Mixon, like at the end of the, you know what I mean? Tough. Like right. So do I like, take do I take the opportunity in front of me with Zay at twenty to one? It's a good point, Jamie. It's a good. You're point. probably yeah. I could see I could see you betting on both to be honest, but you have to <laughs> pick one for this exercise. Um. All right. You've convinced me. I convinced you yesterday on Jalen Hyatt. You've convinced me today. I'll go Zay Flowers at twenty to one. But I will say this is a division where I like a couple different players. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Jory Porter. Uh, Jory Porter Jr., 25 to 1. Like I said, I, I think that's the players around him are very indicative of the value that he has there. Um, I also think it's going to be easier to win Defensive Rookie of the Year than it is going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year with, with Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, all the rookie quarterbacks. Like, So if I'm going to go with a value there, I'm going to go with on the defensive side. That's it. AFC North in the books. We've got one more uh, Rookie of the Year show this week for you. NFC North on tomorrow's show. Uh, then the takes on takes extravaganza. Right, which, again, the takes are pouring in here as we speak. Um, and I'm looking at the, the the thread in there. There's a bunch of stuff in there already for us to uh, to get done in the takes on takes show for Friday. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Schubert underscore. You can follow Jamie on Twitter at Jamie Eisner. We've got one more Rookie of the Year show this week. Tomorrow, the NFC North. We talked about a lot of good players today, a lot of good candidates for this award. I think we've got even more to discuss tomorrow here on the show. So make sure you come on back. See us again tomorrow. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We greatly do appreciate it. Everybody, have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.